and welcome to The Animated Journey, a podcast featuring interviews with animation professionals working in television, film, and games. I'm Angela Ensminger. And I'm Jeff Schutze. And today for episode 70, we have a very special bonus episode. So as longtime listeners of the podcast know, there's always a ton of events, a ton of news, a ton of wonderful movies and television shows happening out there. And Jeff and I had so much fun and there was so much to talk about that we decided to split the episode in two. So today, this is our very special news, events, movies, and television episode. And then episode 71, we're going to have our very special convention roundtable part two episode. So here we go. First off in the news, Jeff, what is going on in the world of animation? Well, one thing I thought that was interesting I saw on Bloomberg Businessweek is that ratings seem to be in decline year over year at Nickelodeon, Disney, and Cartoon Network. They're reporting that they're down 20% from last year, and the ad sales are stagnant, and children are just dropping off of conventional TV in general. Reasons such as that are why this is happening. Basically, children are going to streaming services like Netflix and just watching TV on their phones and computers. So it sounds like the networks are having a hard time adjusting. I mean, for myself, I watch a lot of animation on Amazon Prime, Hulu, Crunchyroll, Cartoon Work app, the Nick app. And, you know, it's frustrating when I can't find that content on streaming services because sometimes my TiVo just either misses a show or eats a show or something happens. So I'm looking for it. And if I can't find it, then I'm just kind of stuck or I have to look at if I can even buy it. Sometimes it's not even available to purchase. So I understand why people are going to streaming. It's just very convenient. But some of the networks are doing this like DreamWorks, I think, has the right idea. When I want to watch Voltron or Troll Hunters, just hop on Netflix. They're all there to watch. You don't have to worry about either making schedule in your time for watching this or watching it on your DVR. Okay, so the article points out that the networks are looking to stream. They just haven't gotten into it as much as, you know, Netflix is doing. Time Warner has a Boomerang subscription service. Nick has Noggin, I think, for preschoolers. Is that right? And Disney's doing more with that as well. But I don't know. Is this enough? What do you think? I understand why this is going on. And I'm glad that companies are starting to change their business model. I know for Nickelodeon, they're definitely focusing on websites and apps and YouTube. Recently, they put the Nick Shorts on YouTube and they also Mm -hmm. put them on Facebook. And I think part of the issue for the larger companies is that traditionally they had a network. So Disney Channel had Disney Channel. Nickelodeon, it was a network. You know, Time Warner... Turner, they had Cartoon Network, they had WB Kids on Fox. I think one of the reasons why DreamWorks had to change, but also why they've benefited a lot from this, is DreamWorks never had a DreamWorks network. That wasn't what it was. It was a film studio, and then they had a television division. So they had to sign some kind of agreement with somebody in order to show their shows. And I know they used to have a lot of shows on Nickelodeon. They used to have a lot of shows on Cartoon Network. And then they signed a deal with Netflix for 500 hours of original programming. Mm -hmm. And that just opened the doors. And now they've recently signed an agreement with Hulu. And I know that Warner Brothers is also doing some shows on Hulu in the future as well. 
So it's definitely in the future. I know that Viacom's going to be doing different things. Disney's planning to have their own streaming service mm -hmm. away from Netflix. The thing I find interesting is that a lot of people switch to streaming to get away from cable because mm -hmm. of the costs, but it's now gotten to the point where in order to watch everything you want, you have to have Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, HBO Go, whatever Disney ends up having, and all these other things. So eventually, we're all gonna have these multiple streaming services, and then one day someone's gonna say, hey, this is too expensive, everything should be on one thing, and then we're gonna end up going back to the cable model, and yeah. it'll be just like how it was. So it's kind of funny where, we went so far, we went this other direction, but it's eventually gonna actually go back to that original direction. Yeah, no, I'm. that's what's happened to me. Like, I tried to cut the cable at one point, and so I subscribed to all those services, and then, once I did that, I went back to cable because I was watching news and some live stuff that you just have to get on cable. And now, so I'm not only paying for the streaming service, I'm paying for cable again, and now my, <laughs> my bill is even bigger. It's really getting out of control with just all these little services that to get all the content, you need all the services. And there's so much content, which in one mm -hmm. way is fantastic. Yeah. Because as content creators, the more content, the more jobs, the more jobs, the more people that can get into the industry, mm -hmm. like ourselves and our listeners and others out there. So that's great. But then it just becomes, okay, we have all this content, but people can only watch so much. And yeah. you're not just competing with all these other services, you're also competing with the outdoors and other yeah. activities. Mm -hmm. So it's just a matter of, even if you have all these different streaming services and devices, how do you let people know? I found out the other day, I found this out from a billboard. Did you know AT&T has a streaming service? Did you know this? I think so, because isn't like Mercedes Man or something? Who saw the show? I saw the show And I found that out and I thought, I yeah. had no, I'm not an AT&T subscriber. Yeah. I had no idea. So then you find out that, oh, there's this other service that I didn't even know existed. Yeah. That all these famous people have these shows on this yeah. too. So I honestly think, Someone's gonna say, hey, I have a new idea. Let's consolidate and all the old mm -hmm. cable people are gonna be going We've been doing this for years. <laughs> you finally figured out. This was the only way we could have 300 channels Yeah, I just hope that when that day comes it'll be more affordable You know because I think the cable companies were just gouging us for so long mm -hmm. that people did want an alternative I bet you money. I bet you a free lunch mm -hmm. five to ten years from now there's going to be an animation streaming service, all cartoons, and it's gonna be like Hulu or Netflix for just animation, and all the major animation players are gonna to come together, and so you're gonna have a channel for just cartoons mm -hmm. from all the major and independent studios. I bet you something like that ends up happening because there's just so much that High tide raises all boats. Yeah. If you have one thing that can serve everybody, mm -hmm. then everyone just has a one-stop place. Yeah, I would subscribe to that. I would too. And it'd be worth the free lunch for me to lose. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we'll so see. So I hope it happens. I hope that you like lemonade or Bob's Burgers. Bob's, uh, Bob's Big Boy, not Bob's Burgers, but I bet Bob's Burgers would be on that network. <laughs> no, I think you're going to win that bet. I, I bet there will be, yeah, just, uh, isn't... Disney, I'm not sure if they're still doing this, but wasn't it a streaming box? Aren't they going to release hardware like an Apple TV box with this? I don't know this? how they're going to do it. Mm, I just okay. know that they're going to have their own service yeah. of some 
sort. And I'll be, probably subscribe to that yeah. too. It so. would be interesting if they had their own box because I know that Apple is tied with them because of, mm-hmm. you know, Steve Jobs. Right. So I don't know how that would exactly work out. But all these companies, they're all tied in some way. They're either mm-hmm. subsidiaries or partnerships or on the board. Basically, one day we're just going to have Disney, Google, Facebook Corp. Yes. So I'm just waiting for that day Yeah. when yeah. just everything consolidates and we all get barcodes. Right. <laughs> but speaking of a future that's less dire and Skynetty, I wanted to say <laughs> congratulations to Nickelodeon for your Emmy wins. Congratulations to SpongeBob SquarePants. And special congratulations to Tom Kenny. Ugh. Did you know, because I did not know this, this was his very first Emmy. No way. Yes. That's crazy. I know. It's insane. I thought by now he had 10. I thought he just had them on the mantle of his house decorating every room. He had not won an Emmy. He's won sixth of all cartoons. Seriously. I don't know how that could Mm -hmm. even be possible. I don't know either. Wow. So I'm glad he won. Steven Hillenberg also received a special recognition award, which is fantastic. So just congratulations to everybody on the Spongebob team. You guys are rock stars. That's just so cool. Loud House was nominated too. We did not win. Hmm. But congrats to everyone on Loud House for your nomination because you are all beautiful superstars. Next year. Yes. Next year's our (laughs) win. So that brings us to events. So as always, all links are in the show notes as well as the website for all the events that we're going to be talking about. First up, Center Stage Gallery offers Sketch Fever, which is costumed life drawing every Monday and Wednesday from 6 to 9 p.m. It's $15 at the door. It's $12 if you pay online. I have been going there now for a couple of weeks. I've met some very nice people there. I highly recommend it. The models are great. They have free coffee. They have free cookies. Parking's really easy. It's super cheap. They play really fun music that whatever is going on with the models, for example, they had a model dressed up as a wizard, so they were playing Lord (laughs) of the Rings. It's a lot of fun. The people are super nice. So I highly recommend that. And also, Center Stage Gallery has classes going on every weekend. Mm -hmm. So if you haven't checked it out, you should check it out. Jordan Koch, who's on Loud House, and Nick Gregory, who we've interviewed before, they both have taught classes there. So yeah, you guys should check this out. Have you ever been there? I have. I went to a seminar with Jordan Koch. It was a storyboarding class and it was really good. And yeah, I love the facilities. They had cookies then too. It was just really nice. Yeah. It's like college. They lure you in with food. Actually, <laughs> yeah. that's all animation. If It's funny. The simplest things just have free food we're like ants yeah we will show up if there's sugar yeah yeah (laughs) so that's going on also asifa hollywood has a screening for their members on thursday may 10th at burbank amc 16 at 7 30 for big fish and begonia it is a foreign film it's going to be in mandarin with english subtitles so it looks really good so if you are a member of asifa rsvp if you're not a member, as we have mentioned on the show before, Asif is great. Frank Gladstone and David Dirks and all the people at Asifa, they're so nice. They're a delightful group of people. So sign up, 
go to the screenings. Occasionally, they have meetings also with free food. I'm not kidding, you guys. <laughs> That's key. Animation and the tech sector just filled with food. So, but don't just join for the food. Join because it's an awesome organization with really nice people. And then on Saturday, May 12th at 6 p.m., there will be a special screening at Gallery Nucleus of Tycho Studios' first short film, One Small Step. And it is an original short film that follows the story of Luna, a Chinese-American girl who dreams of becoming an astronaut. The event is free, but you need to RSVP on the site. There's going to be a panel, a Q&A, and a book signing. So RSVP now because this is a very popular event. They actually added two additional screenings. So now there's going to be three because mm. of the popularity and demand. So if you want to go, you guys need to RSVP today. And then Loop de Loop is having another event. The deadline for this one is May 27th at 11.30 p.m. in your time zone. And the theme is Lucky. So get those Loop de Loops. And I know every time I say I'm going to do it, and I haven't done it yet, but this time I'm going to do it. I, right. I, I want the uh, listeners, I want you to hold me to it. <laughs> Do you think you're going to do it this time? I know I'm not. Not because I don't want to, but because I'm exhibiting in June and because I'm working on a project at Nickelodeon, actually two, I honestly do not have the time. Mm -hmm. So not this time around, but Jeff is going to <laughs> because he announced on the show. Yeah. So we will all keep you accountable. We'll see. It might be two seconds, but I'm just going to do it just to make myself do it and be like, hey. I did it, and let's just build from there. So you totally yeah. should. It's a lot of fun. I had, a, you know, as you guys know, had a chance to go not to this past one, but the one right before that, and it was a lot of fun. The shorts were very fun, very weird. <laughs> it was fantastic, and everyone I met was super, super nice. So if y'all are interested in animation, you should go. If you're animators, or if you're learning how to animate, or you just want to try this out, sign up. Do it, because yeah. even if your short isn't screened, a lot of times they'll still have your short on the website. And speaking of submitting animation, Palm Springs International Animation Festival is currently accepting entries for the festival. The deadline is June 16th. They have over 20 categories that you can enter in, and all styles of animation will be considered. So if you have a short film, or if you're working on a short film, or if you think, you know what, by June 16th, I can make a short film, y'all should submit to the Palm Springs International Animation Festival. That sounds awesome, but I think I'm gonna stick to the short loop-de-loop, done. All right, do it. <laughs> Not committing to, but that sounds great. Absolutely, yeah. and also, as we've mentioned before, Ground Zero Animation Expo, CTNX, and DesignerCon will all be happening later this year. And as we've mentioned in the past, Ground Zero Animation Expo, CTNX, and DesignerCon are also happening this year. And all of the information for those conventions, as well as for the events that we have talked about, will be listed in the show notes as well as the website. So we'll make sure to check that out. And now on to the next part of the show, what we've been watching lately. And as we often discuss plot points, make sure to check out the films and TV shows that we're going to be talking about before listening. So come back or skip ahead so that you don't find out what's going to go on because <laughs> spoilers ahoy. 
So Jeff, what have you been watching lately? Well, first let's talk about TV. Okay. I want to talk about Rebels, Star yeah. Wars Rebels, because I've talked about it on this show before where I'm trying to catch up. Well, this past Friday was May the 4th, and as everybody knows, that's Star Wars Day. So may the 4th be with you, and I finished Rebels. I finally watched Yay. the final show, and it was great. I really loved it. Yeah, it was titled Family, Reunion, and Farewell, and it wrapped up a bunch of stuff in the show, and I think fans that have been watching it will be satisfied. Not everything got wrapped up, but we did find out why Thrawn isn't in A New Hope, you know, or <laughs> Empire or Jedi. And we found out why a lot of the characters aren't in those films. And it kind of wraps up Ezra's story, and I thought that was done well. And it kind of leaves it open for the future, too, which I liked. Actually... Can we get a little spoiler? Yeah, yeah, go for it. Okay, one of my favorite characters in that series is Sabine. And in the end, she kind of goes off with, here's a huge spoiler alert, Ahsoka returns <laughs> for the final episode. She's still alive. And the two of them go off in search of Ezra, who goes away at the end. And I could totally see them having a whole new series with those two characters. I would totally watch that show because I love Sabine and I love Ahsoka. That would be awesome. That sounds really cool. Yeah, I haven't yeah. seen it yet, but one day I will when I am not as busy. <laughs> yeah. One of these years. <laughs> but that's cool. I love when shows end well because mm -hmm. that's very... It's hard to make a show. Yeah. We mentioned it before. It is a mini miracle that anything gets made yeah. ever. So when a show ends and it ends well, it's always a very satisfying feeling because yeah. you feel like... And I especially love it when shows end but you feel like there's still more because it feels like the characters are still alive. Right. And that even though this show is over, they're still out on their day, yes. continuing their lives. Right. It's a fun feeling. I really like that too. I liked how it ended on such a positive note mostly for these characters. And I was really thinking that they might have done a Rogue One where, <laughs> oh, no. you know, it's the prequel to Star Wars. You know, mm -hmm. things aren't going to end well for these characters, you know. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, spoilers for Rogue One, they pretty much all die because obviously they aren't in the in A New Hope. Yeah. But they don't do that when this. Yeah, they, they, they don't do the, we're going to look out across the water into the sun <laughs> as our imminent demise <laughs> yeah. is apparent and we hug and you're like, oh man, oh, man. this is beautiful, yeah. but ah, oh, dude. Yeah, kind of heavy. <laughs> so yeah, I was really happy with it. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of Star Wars, mm -hmm. what did you think of Infinity War, a.k.a. Marvel's <laughs> version of Empire Strikes Back? Yes. <laughs> oh, man. I loved it. I really loved it. I thought it was <laughs> such a great way to sum up all these films. Just, you know, all of these Marvel movies have been leading up to Infinity War and that they were able to get all these characters in one movie and actually give time to most of them. Not all of them got equal time, but I thought they were in it enough for it to be engaging. I thought it was really good. What'd you think? I was impressed that it wasn't just 40 dudes punching the movie <laughs> because initially I tried to have zero expectations, not because I thought it would be bad, mm -hmm. but I'm thinking, how do you make a movie with this many main characters 
all in one movie. Yeah. And then I found out, oh, because they're not, because they're going to split it into two. And right. I thought, okay, that's smart. But then thinking, okay, but still, how are you going to yeah. actually accomplish this? And I thought the movie was fair. It's not my favorite, not my least favorite. Mm-hmm. I would put it squarely in the middle because they did have to have time to set up everything, which that impressed me. But the part that impressed me more was the second half. The first half yeah. is we have to show everyone, okay, you remember this person? Here's where they are. You remember this person? Here's where they are. Now that you know where they are, this is how they have to get together. Well, they don't all know each other, so this is how they have to meet, and this is where they have to go. So there was a lot of that, which you have to have that, Mm -hmm. but that can kind of be kind of slow, and it was slow for me, but what I loved was when they finally got everybody together, and then things got on. Also, one of my favorite parts, when they showed outer space, and they were just playing the music, Uh and I thought, oh, I know it's coming, and it just said, space. (laughs) <laughs> yes, yeah. the guardians are here I and love, then the music cuts in oh, like... <laughs> I love I loved the guardians interaction with Thor so great I loved how enamored they mm-hmm. were with Thor I love how Drax was going it's like a pirate and an angel and how Gamora's looking at his arms and how upset Quilka uh, he yeah. just got so mad and he was having a deep voice and Rocket was why are you talking like that always <laughs> oh, talking like this I just loved that so much. Chris Pratt is one of my favorite actors. I just absolutely love that. And what I really love, and I feel like Marvel's doing a great job with this, is I liked Thanos. Yeah. He was fantastic. I like that Marvel, and a lot of other movies too, they're moving away from the snidely whiplash, twisting the mustache. Yeah. I am evil because I am evil. Mm -hmm. I loved Killmonger in Black uh, Panther because yeah. what he was doing was terrible but his reasoning made sense Yeah, and I loved Thanos for that reason. What he was doing was awful mm-hmm. but he had very clear reasons and you're looking at him going, I understand why you feel this way. I understand why you're doing this. This is terrible but I really like the fact that he did not see himself as a villain. Right. He flat out said, I'm willing to do the things that other people don't want to do and other people really don't like this. But because I do this, everybody that I've ever done this to, their planets are now healthy, people are happy, there's resources, I'm willing to make that tough call. And I loved his relationship with Gamora. I love that you saw that, no, I do care for someone. You are my daughter, I love you. Mm I am a terrible father. Yeah, yeah. Because he treated Nebula like dirt. But oh, he's God, a yeah. terrible father. But I just loved his character. And I loved the end of the movie. I know a lot of people hate the end of the movie. I love the end of the movie because he did exactly what he said he was going to do. Yeah. He's sitting out there, sitting on his porch, looking out in the sun. Mm-hmm. Sad, but resolute smile. Yeah. In credits, the entire theater was silent. Yeah. People were so upset. And I'm watching this going, good on you, Marvel. Because (laughs) this man, it's like every leadership book I've ever read. He had a plan. Mm -hmm. He had actionable goals. He found a team of people that believed in his goals. There were people that did not believe in him. But he persevered and he stuck to his plan and he made changes. The man had a vision. Yeah. It's a terrible vision that decimated 
billions of people, but he had a vision, and had he been a good guy, he would be a wonderful person, but he had a vision, and I appreciate that. And it's a comic book movie, so I'm waiting to see who comes back to life, because that's what happens. Yeah, but now we have to wait for so long we until we have to wait a year. Uh, we only have to wait a year. Yeah. There's Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yeah. There's Captain Marvel. Yeah. I'm excited for that. Did you stay for the, oh, of course. the credit scene? All the okay, time. Cool. It's funny. I've actually been watching credits since I was a child before they had all these in-credit sequences because mm -hmm. as a kid, I just, I loved the fact that real men and women were mm -hmm. working on these shows. I've been watching credits since I learned how to read. Yeah, That's how I too. found out that people worked on these and that I could work in animation. I remember watching credits when I was six, wow. which is how I found out, oh, these are real people. These aren't. Bugs Bunny's not actually a bunny. Kermit's not actually real. He's made out of felt, and he's controlled by Jim Henson. Like, that's how I figured all that out. So I love credits, but I especially love the end. Just watching Nick Fury, I'm like, yeah, it's Nick oh, Fury. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, shoot. We haven't seen him in so long. I was happy yeah. to see him back in the movie. It's been a minute. Yeah. I love the ending. It's so funny because I saw it. I saw I, I saw the movie twice now. I saw it in Burbank at the AMC IMAX screen, so it was huge, oh, nice, completely packed. When Thanos snaps his fingers and things start going, you know, people start turning to ash. People were gasping every single time, oh, just really? the entire theater. Someone like screamed no <laughs> when you know the Black Panther started crumbling. <laughs> Someone screamed out no. And I could hear someone sobbing when Sp when Peter Parker starts oh. going away. Oh, man. <laughs> and so it was an amazing experience. So I took my friend a couple days later and because he hadn't seen it. And he's not that really big into Marvel movies. He hadn't seen anything about these movies. He likes the characters okay or whatever. But I was like, I want to see his reaction when this stuff starts happening. And yeah. During that scene, again, the theater starts gasping. That time I saw it at the El Capitan Disney Theater. Oh, fine. Yeah, so that one was packed too. And people were gasping again. I look at my friend. His mouth is open like, what is happening? <laughs> <laughs> Are these characters really dying? And then he thought that, he told me later, he thought the movie was going to go on and, you know, time was going to be reversed or whatever. He didn't know this was just part one. Yeah. So when it was just like, the end, directed by the Russo brothers, he was like, what? What, what kind of movie did you bring me to? Is this the end of the Marvel Universe? And I was like, it's like yeah, it's, it's over. We're done making money. Yeah. We don't need to make any more yeah. money. We're done. We want to make other movies. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, if you go see it and you want to like surprise your friends bring them along yeah be fun. i would recommend speaking of friends though if your friends have not seen guardians 2 doctor strange captain america civil war thor ragnarok thor ragnarok either sit them down and give them a very brief tutorial or tell them to watch those movies because one of my friends friends she hadn't seen some of them, but they had a screening. She went, she was so confused. So oh, really? Don't, yeah. I mean, but then on the other hand, too, if you're not really into these movies, I mm -hmm. don't recommend seeing Infinity War if you don't really like the other Marvel movies because you're probably, from what I've been hearing from friends that aren't super into it, if you go in and then watch it, 
you'll either be really confused mm-hmm. or you'll be really bored because you won't know who half the people are. Right. So don't feel obligated to see it if you're not super into it. But if you are really interested and you haven't seen those other movies, mm-hmm. watch them or check out Wikipedia. Because otherwise you're going to be watching it going, wait, who is this? Yeah. Spider-Man Homecoming too. Although most people I know who Spider-Man see Spider-Man is. Homecoming, yeah. but because of Civil War and because you know Spider-Man, mm-hmm. and it was funny with Doctor Strange. My mom hadn't seen Doctor Strange, oh, yeah. so I just told her over the phone. I said, "This is Doctor Strange. This is what he's about. This is where he lives. This is what's going on. You're good." And she was like, "Okay, cool." And then she saw it. She's like, "Hey, thanks for the primer on Doctor Strange. I knew who he was." Although I like how <laughs> Iron Man kind of breaks it down, where he's just like, "It's a wizard looking for a necklace." <laughs> yeah, I love it. Actually, one of my favorite lines is Peter goes, oh, I'm sorry, we haven't met. Peter Parker, Doctor oh, yeah. Strange. Oh, we're using our made-up names. Spider-Man. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> just Doctor Strange just kind of looks at him like, what, kid? Yeah. But yeah. I, I love it. I have to say about the ending, I was not surprised. I mean, I was a little surprised, but I wasn't upset because comic book movie everybody dies everybody comes back to life Mm -hmm. but i will say i was sitting next to a family not my own family but i was sitting next to a family and there was this little little girl about seven and when peter disappeared she started to sob Hmm. and i felt so bad and she was just i just hear her sniffling and i she was not my child so i could not do this but i really (laughs) just wanted to give her a hug and be like oh honey it's okay this is a comic book movie, and they have already greenlit Spider-Man Homecoming 2. Peter's come back. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> You'll be totally fine. But, you know, everybody comes back to life. But maybe not everybody will. Right. So I'm not going to speculate. We'll see who returns, Yeah. who doesn't return. Especially I w- the characters that died yeah. before he snapped his fingers. I'm wondering about Yeah, if that has anything to do with it. Yeah. I'm wondering, too. But when I saw it, it was actually really cool because I went to a Disney screening they had it at AMC Burbank 16, oh, nice. and so they had, it was a friends and family event, so I went with one of my friends, and it was at 9 o'clock in the morning, and we got there, and there were hundreds of people, and so we thought, oh, maybe they have more than one screen. Disney had Infinity War playing on every screen except for IMAX and 3D, what? and you just went in and just picked the theater because it was playing at the same time on every single one. And they didn't show any car commercials. They didn't show any previews. We just went in and movie. Wow. And then at the end, it was so cute. Somebody came up to the front and said, make sure to tell all your friends to come see the movie. And I'm thinking, dude, you don't have to worry about that. (laughs) Everyone in the world is going to see this movie this weekend. You're fine. Yeah. You're totally fine. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They don't need word of mouth for this movie. This movie made $650 million in its first week. It's the biggest opening of any movie ever. Yeah. I'm sure they're looking at all their divisions saying, everybody will be fine for days. Yeah. Across yeah. every division. Yeah. And good for them because <laughs> yeah. they were able to execute on this vision, mm-hmm. you know, for the past 10 years watching yeah. these movies and then for it to all come together into this. I thought, wow. They Paul really Feige, pulled it you're off. You're our hero. Yeah. Because that's, you know, talking about vision, I know that I was joking before about Thanos, but. <laughs> To me, this really shows that business is an art. I know that as artists, a lot of times we really get on business people a lot Mm -hmm. sometimes. You know, we're like, ah, the people in suits, they don't understand. They don't know. 
That's not true. Right. You know, it's hard to be a successful business person. It's hard to keep the ship going in a good direction. Disney's a big ship. Marvel's been around for a long time. Disney's been around for a long time. And Marvel, I think, had either already filed for bankruptcy or was about to go bankrupt. And they have just turned everything around so much. It really is a Cinderella story, just mm -hmm. how much they have turned that company around. And that takes, it's not just one person, that takes a lot of people and that takes a lot of time, it takes a lot of money, it takes a lot of hours. And so everybody from the business people to the artists to the custodians, everyone who's had any part in that, that's a hard thing to do. Mm -hmm. So I just respect that. I feel like one day there's going to end up, if there isn't already, some kind of Harvard business course on oh, just yeah. running a major media corporation mm -hmm. and formulating stories so that they all get to that kind of point. Yeah. And they weren't even working with their A-team characters no, at the beginning. because they couldn't. Yeah. They, had to license they them started out to it all with Iron Man, which is not like Spider-Man. They didn't have Spider-Man at the time because Sony yeah. had him. Yeah, they had to sell off all their properties because yeah. they were hemorrhaging money. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, who do we have? We have Iron Man. Who's he? We have Captain America. We have Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> Who are they? There's a raccoon and a talking tree. What? Yeah. And Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. Yeah, they had all these weird... I remember when Guardians came out, I'm like, what the... What is this? Mm -hmm. That was one of their most popular movies. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, Marvel, killing it. Good job, everybody. Mm -hmm. And that brings us to last movie. I watched this movie last night. We were talking about this pre-show. A goofy movie. Mm. Still holds up. <laughs> I hadn't seen it in a decade. I thought last night, I haven't seen this movie in a long time. Let's watch it. It's still great. And not just because of the rosy glow of nostalgia. I thought it would just be one of those, oh, this was great because I saw it as a teen. There's things that I noticed about the movie that I didn't notice as a teen. Mm. One of the biggest things, the cinematography in that movie is great. Huh. The way they fade and cut from scene to scene, they have a lot of angles where... They'll have something in the foreground, they'll move, and then all of a sudden you're in the next scene, you're farther down the road, oh. or you're in another building, or you're in another part of the house, and just the hmm. cuts are really good, and the scene transitions are really good, the acting's great, the things that everybody is doing in the background, I love the scene with Bigfoot, where Goofy and Max <laughs> are waiting for soup, and then you just see Bigfoot doing the Stand Alive dance <laughs> yeah. in the back, and it's just a second, it's this really simple gag, and you're like, who thought of that? You're That's like, it still works. Great. <laughs> and then Lester's Possum Park, I don't know if they had this here, but in Houston, they had this place called Showbiz Pizza, mm. which Showbiz Pizza and Chuck E. Cheese, they're owned by the same company, and they had this group called I believe it was called the Rockafire Band. Hmm. And it was these animatronic animals. And if you've seen Gravity Falls, there's an episode of Gravity Falls where this evil animatronic cheerleader mouse mm -hmm. comes to life and is terrifying Seuss. Yeah. That's based off of Rockafire because they had these animatronic cheerleading animals and playing keyboard and all this other stuff. There was a polar bear whose hand got put on backwards so he'd play a guitar backwards <laughs> hand. Lester's Possum Park is the hillbilly podunk version of that <laughs> it's so fantastic yeah <laughs> yeah here so it, it's chuck e cheese and he uh, i think here it was 
Chuck E. Cheese and the Pizza Time Band, if I remember nice. from my childhood. Mm-hmm. But yeah, same kind of thing. Yeah, it's fantastic. But I have to say, my favorite part of the movie, which I understand now as an adult, is there's a scene when Goofy and Max are in the car, and Goofy's telling Max about High Dad's soup, and mm-hmm. Max is eating the soup, and he gets some soup on his lip, and Goofy just looks at him and smiles, and Max goes, what? And Goofy says, nothing. And I love that because my parents used to do that to me. Um, And I didn't understand as a kid what was happening. mm -hmm. And now that I'm an adult, they do that because they're remembering how you were as a child. Mm -hmm. And they're seeing you now. And it just warms their heart and makes them smile. And that's not something you get as a kid. But as an adult, I'm looking at that and I'm thinking, that's the most heartwarming moment I have ever seen in an animated movie. And I know that a parent thought of that. Right. And it's just, it's a really beautiful moment and it's really small. Mm -hmm. But that's my new favorite part of that movie. Right. It's just wonderful. I love it. Ah, wow. You've inspired me to go back and watch it again. Watch it. Yeah. It's great. It's funny, it keeps coming up. Like, recently, I don't know if it's, you know, on Tumblr or what, but these little goofy memes keep coming up, especially from a goofy movie. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I gotta watch that again. It's been a long time. It's solid. So, thanks, Jeff, for being a part of this awesome bonus episode. Yeah. I love bonus episodes, so (laughs) this one was fun to record. Yeah, yeah, and it's great because... Usually, you guys, it's so funny because uh, Jeff and I, we've been friends for a while. So these bonus episodes are basically just the conversations that we always have Mm -hmm. just with a microphone. So it's really fun to talk to you about all of these things as it is really fun to talk to all of our friends about all the events. Because the wonderful thing about L.A. is that there's always something going on. There's always someone you can meet. There's always something you can do. So... I know that we say it time and time again, but we encourage all of you, come out to L.A. to visit. Come out to L.A. however you can, because dreams really can happen here. It's Mm -hmm. a lot of hard work. Honestly, there's tears, there's anger, there's Mm -hmm. happiness. But if you want to be a part of the industry, I sincerely encourage all of you to make the trek out to L.A. for at least a little while just try because everyone I know who's moved out to LA with a few exceptions of people that are still working hard pounding the pavement and I know their time is coming soon I remember my teacher telling me it usually takes about two to five years to get into the industry that is the truth it took me two years Jeff how long did it take you from when you were working before to freelancing how long was that time span probably about a couple years couple years yeah that's average i know that you guys hear about you know the people that get hired right out of school and whatnot but the reason you hear about them is there's so few of them that that's why we remember their names Mm -hmm. most of the thousands of people you will meet in your lifetime in the industry it takes a while Mm -hmm. so if you're in it congratulations if you're not in it congratulations because you will get there if you don't give up continue to meet people go to all the events we talked about pay attention to the news Watch movies, watch television, go to museums, go hiking, experience life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, do your thing. So, Jeff, 
thank you for being a part of the special bonus episode. Yeah. And if you've enjoyed today's episode, please leave a review in iTunes. All of your reviews help more and more people to find out about the show. Thank you to everyone who has left a positive review. We very much appreciate it. And you can also support the show by visiting www.theanimatedjourney.com, clicking on the PayPal button on the right and making a PayPal donation. All of your donations enable us to pay for the technical costs associated with running the website. And again, thank you so much to everyone who has supported the show with your donations and your positive words. And to find out what else is going on in the wonderful world of animation, you can visit our website. You can also visit our Facebook page at facebook.com slash the animated journey. And on Twitter and Instagram, the handle is at animjourney. And Jeff, where can people find you? People can find me at jeffbot, J-E-F-B-O-T on Twitter. And on Instagram, they can find me at shootzee, S-H-O-O-T-Z-E-E. Excellent. And you can find me on my website, sketchysoul.com. On Tumblr, the site is sketchysoul.tumblr.com. And on Instagram, the handle is at sketchysoul. So tune in next time for another wonderful episode. And until then, be encouraged and have a great day, everybody. Bye.